Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. I'm just convinced I'm going to look at their notes. Well... You've done it before. Yeah, but it's because you put them on the top of your notes on both sides of the paper and then hold the paper up in front of me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you put it as like the header. Uh, I know. Also, I have a, um, what is, I don't know what the right phrasing, what the right word is. Big, big present of money for me. <laughs> nope. I have a, oh, I have a, a personal correction according to Linda. Uh, oh, where- Linda has to put you in your place got it the holy water that i gave you oh. is not from croatia it's literally from the vatican <gasps> that's a correction that needs to be yes. corrected i'm looking so, i'm holding it right now that's from the vatican that's yeah, pretty baller that's like pope blessed linda thank you so my catholic self is just thrilled i know there's a tingle in you without there is i knew it was magical <laughs> wow um I just wanted to say something before. I appreciate that. And thank you, Linda. That is very special. I mean, I know it's not for me, but... Well, it, sh- it probably Thank you be. for correcting him because... I think we both need a little holy water. We need it. It's directly in f- between both of our microphones right now. Yes. Where, where, where it needs to be. Um, I want to add real quick that this episode is sponsored by one of our $25 patrons named Megan. <laughs> Megan. No, no offense, Megan. M- Megan M. If you've listened to the show long enough, then you know that Megan has become like the... Uh, stereotypical name for middle school bully like whenever a middle school bully is talking we refer to megan um and so megan uh m has been donating for many months so i appreciate you megan thank you for that thanks megan thanks a lot megan love your hair hate your guts (laughs) (laughs) you guys we decided we want to make make that a slogan on a shirt we're gonna put that on a shirt so funny um also i don't know if you guys saw but geo was the centerfold of a magazine this week yeah Texas oh, dog. That dog heard about it. He's Here saying, hell he yeah. He's like, fuck you. Saying, I want to be in a magazine. Geo's on my bedroom wall now. Oh, God, on the ceiling. Okay. Um, yes, Geo was in Texas Dog Monthly, and uh, we are very proud of him and all of his accomplishments. Mm-hmm. He's worked very hard to get where he is. He has, you know. So you guys check that out. It's on our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um Anything, anything no. else you have? No, I guess we're done here. Okay, I have something for you. Oh, okay. So I've already shown this to M yesterday, but um, and Eva knows about it. But this is, uh, I just want to play it again because I <laughs> never, I didn't show M until yesterday, a few weeks ago. Stephen at Songfinch 
Steven is someone who actually got a job at Songfinch through listening to our show. So Steven, uh, we actually met him in Nashville and he gave us certificates. I think Christine's certificate was, um, for saying listen more than any other human on the planet. It was laminated by the way. Yeah. And I got a laminated one that said have for the most celery kisses. (laughs) And, uh, we met him in Nashville. He actually got a job through at Songfinch through listening to yeah. us talk about Songfinch so much. And so now he works at Songfinch. Amazing. And he also just got engaged recently. So congrats. Yes, and you can see his engagement on the Facebook page. In our secret group. In our secret group. Um, and so Steven sent us a little a little ditty. Um, and he, so our friend Robert Songfinch emailed us and was like, hey, so just so you know, like Steven, this guy Steven who works for us, uh, wanted to send you guys like a little... Uh, fallout boy-esque old fallout boy-esque theme song chorus and uh so he sent this to us and i'm gonna play it right now if you had a stressful day and you need something to listen to just I'm obsessed with it. And so it sounds like, um, to me, it sounds like a, like a Nickelodeon theme shows, like, a, like the theme song, <laughs> like of big like, time rush. Yeah. It sounded like big time rush, but fallout but boy, Fall Out boy. And, and that's why we drink. And I've already told Christine, if we ever had a TV show, that should be the theme song. I think so too. So, and it would be us being like, oops, what did we do? Oh, there's geo. It sounded perfectly happy and angsty all at once. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with it. So, and Christine heard it first and texted me last night and was like, I need to send you something right now and I need you to listen to it. And I need you to listen to it. Good. <laughs> I also wrote out all the lyrics just so yeah. you would know exactly. <laughs> so what I could really saying. enjoy all of it with all of my oh, senses. I just love it very much. So um, we're very grateful. Thank you. Thank for that. you, Steven. We love it. We love it. <laughs> and that's all I got for today. Um, I've got thank you for selling out our LA oh, show yeah. in September. So as oh of right now, the September 23rd show at Hollywood Improv is sold out. But um, there are still tickets available for the uh, November 7th show in Philadelphia. Although it's a low ticket warning. So get on it. As I said, we found out finally that some of the shows are going to be announced this September. So get ready. They're coming. Follow our social media because that's why we post them first Mm -hmm. and they often sell out pretty quickly. So make sure you follow us there and get your tickets while you can. Yes. Do you have a reason why you drink? Oh, your glass is empty again. That's why I drink. (laughs) Tell you what. How many? Okay. No, no judgment. Sorry. Don't ask me that question. Do you have a reason why you drink, Christine, this week? Um, That you're willing to share? Yeah. I mean, you know some of the reasons, but um, I am getting married in 38 days. And, you know, a lot of people say, uh, you know, weddings bring out a lot of past issues and um, <laughs> problems with uh, family, your, your family, your friends, like your uh, your past. And I'm like, that's so dramatic. Everyone's so dramatic. They're not dramatic. It's it's correct. And um, it's been a long, long couple weeks, but everything quite chaos. Everything's great. But there's just a lot going on and a lot of uh, conflicting feelings and emotions from a lot of people who are suddenly 
deciding they uh need to there's be. a lot of entitlement from a lot of people a lot of let's put it that way that's the best way to put it um and i'm trying i'm very much a pushover and i you know want everyone to be happy and involved but um i'm, I'm learning to test people are testing my limits here and i'm learning to <laughs> as my therapist says learning to create boundaries for myself so all in all it's a great learning process okay good <laughs> i like to look at things in a positive light when sure. i'm talking to the public and don't know who's listening <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but um, I'm very excited and I've been working on creating boundaries for yourself, creating boundaries <laughs> and also setting up the ceremony. I finally finalized the order of everything. You will be getting your little spiel okay. in the next 48 hours. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Like your little like like what you're reading and stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. Yep. So get ready. And thank you all to whoever has sent a little thing saying like, oh, we did this at our wedding or we did that because it's been really helpful. And there have been some really fun and cute readings and ideas people have sent um, for non-religious ceremonies and that kind of thing. So thank you. And what's your therapist's name? Her name is Dr. H. Okay. Shout out to Dr. H. Yes. She's a, oh, she truly, you're right. Shout out to her because she has been saving my Yeah, that was the whole, I was like, thank you for keeping Christine sane. Yes. I appreciate you with all, every fiber of my being. Why do you drink this week? Um, I drink because a couple weeks ago I went to Subaru and brought my car in and oh, had no. quite uh, a lot of operations done on my car. This was before fixed, by the way, guys. This was before fixed. Unfortunately. And I paid well over $2,000 <gasps> on my car. Ouch. And when I took it in, I made sure, or I didn't take it in, I made RJ take it in. <laughs> but I passed along information that like, while you're already like, just ripping like a hole out of my wallet if you see anything else wrong just just fix it i at this point like let me just and they said oh no there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with your car everything's good and so as of yesterday my air conditioning just stopped working and it's still summer here and it's like it was 86 (gasps) degrees on the way here and i had to drive with my windows down and it decides to like show up every now and then so it's in my mind there's like a wiring issue but I was like, I just spent all this fucking money, and now I'm gonna have to drop my car off again and spend a wild amount of money. No, and it's just being bar- car problems are like it's very silly, but they're like life. Like it ruins your daily commute. It ruins your whole setup. It ruins your wallet. It, it ruins. Granted, it's just air conditioning, so like it's definitely more of a luxury than anything. But like truly, I think one of my top five favorite things on earth is air conditioning. <laughs> And so really upset that it's not existing right now in my life. Yeah, of all times to lose air conditioning. It's not a uh, summer in Los Angeles. No. Anyway, that's why I drink. Well, that's rough. I'll give you I'll give you all an update on that in the future. And I'll give you an update on uh Dr. H and Dr. H trying to s- save me from disaster. Word. All right, guys, thank you. It is time for the meat of our show. Oh. All right. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about 
an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure, you know, it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac. And so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, this is an odd one. I mean, when isn't it? But uh, yeah, um, this one comes from the Philippines. So again, just no one say I'm pronouncing things wrong. We know it. We know I am. Again. I know I am. Again, again, as in like a continuation from previous episodes where I've ruined and butchered sayings. Someone suggested we do like a um, have people pronounce things for us before the episode before we record, and then I was like, do you realize? And someone wrote, I'm pretty sure they do their notes like. The night hours. Yes. <laughs> and then I also said, and then I was also thinking, like, it's a great idea, but also we don't tell each other our topic. Yeah. Also, so like, it would ruin the fun. I'm a, I'll ex- you guys will know what I'm talking about in a second. But had I asked for pronunciations of these, everyone would have known my story right away. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like I. It's a fun thought, but it's probably not going to work. And I mean, like, I guess the the real answer is like we could just research better, and like I could just figure, like just look up how to pronounce things. I mean, even when I try that, I still fuck it up. So yeah. I mean, me too. You're you're not alone in that. Thank you. So um, I'm sorry to anyone that has any connection to the Philippines um, and thinks that I'm... I'm so ready. ...butchering. There's a lot of things that I'm going to say wrong, so I'm sorry. I'm going to try my best, though, and that's all I can give you. Let's go. Um, So this is an urban legend creature, kind of like how oh. we have the boogeyman or um, uh, vampires or anything like that. This is in... <laughs> uh, this is in the Philippines, and it is a legend that is well-known throughout the area, except for one region, which I'm going to butcher, um, Ilocos. This dog is sorry already pissed at me. 
We can shut clearly it speaks to Golig. Okay. I refuse to close that window, though. We can turn this on instead. Okay, yeah. Elevator music. <laughs> okay we're back okay so um yeah so the legend is well known throughout the philippines except the ilocos region except the ilocos region yeah except that okay that's the for some reason that region doesn't have any <laughs> they're just story. like fuck you guys we don't want to they like have no affiliation with this story but Weird. every other region in the philippines has a version of this Weird. Okay. it's like they just wrote it out um it is the character is called the aswangs oh a a s w a n g s a swangs okay uh, uh, okay i'm just getting no did you hear did you Google uh, the it? the pronunciation had like a e oh. dot swangs yeah that sounds right a swangs okay yeah <laughs> listen now i'm saying it too so we're both <laughs> in the fire if we're wrong okay if you guys if we're saying it wrong and you have a problem with it you should probably just skip to christine's story because <laughs> i'm about to say it a lot um okay so the creature's name uh comes from the sanskrit word asura which means demon oh sometimes it's also called the tick tick or the walk walk um from the sounds that it makes while hunting okay that is terrifying already oh this gets fucking wild this is like not this is between like this is like only a couple notches above krampus this is oh no like the philippines are a wild place for stories scared so the aswang is a flesh-eating shape-shifting monster (laughs) good just to like start out start out easy um during the day they disguise themselves and will shapeshift into regular townspeople usually shy women which have true daily lives of friends families jobs oh ew um so there's multiple of them multiple okay and most regions because all of them have different versions of the story so this is quite a butchered compilation of all of the stories put together So mainly they're described as regular female townspeople who are very shy and very tired. That's the usual description. It's me. However, (laughs) however, one region, this is their version. um, They look the what an Aswang looks like during the day is an ugly old woman with long unkept hair, long nails and a long black tongue. And her armpits have holes in them, which contain oil that give her the power of flight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It's also Christine. I knew you were going to say that, you dickhead. um, Another version is, another region's version is that they are scrawny with gray and mottled skin. Mottled. Yeah, like patchy. Okay. Milk white eyes, sores and boils cover their bodies, and they smell like rotting meat. This is also Christine. You know what, Em? This is a (laughs) hilarious joke. So, uh, at night, this is when they apparently turn into their their ugly selves. At night, they shift into several versions of animals, but the different animals are based on different regions, and I will delve into that a little bit later. But they turn into a non-human form. This reminds me of the Roald Dahl book, The Witches. You know I don't read. Oh, it's so good. And they, like, there's, like, a witch convention, and they all, like disguise themselves as normal ladies throughout the day but they're actually like oh i could get into that it's a really great book and movie anyway. oh you got me a movie <laughs> I I, like, that's why okay you know matilda i figured you might know the witches anyway oh yeah yeah, yeah. i hear what you're saying okay i could get into that so they at night they shift into several versions of animals and they are described across the board as 
having long straw-like tongues. Oh, I wonder if they're plastic. What do you mean straw? I know. I was like straw-like. <laughs> no, like they look like straws. Like straws, like that you drink out of. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. I don't know if I meant straw like hay. Mm-mm. Ugh. Long straw-like tongues. Um, they walk with their feet backwards. Oh, God. So like if you could take a foot, take it off the ankle, put it backwards, Ugh. that's how they walk with like them their facing heel the forward. Way. Yes. Heel oh. forward. And apparently they are so thin that they can hide behind bamboo posts. <laughs> oh. So I don't know what kind of animal that is. No, I don't know either, to be honest. Um, they hunt for human prey and their favorites are corpses, children, and pregnant women's fetuses. Huh? They specifically enjoy eating the hearts and livers of their prey. <gasps> and they often appear at funeral wakes or at the bedside of pregnant women. Yeah, what the fuck? That's the, not cool, man. The Aeswongs, this is where it gets a little wild, and you can use your own imagination to picture this. Um, they use their straw-like tongues to suck blood from its victim or to suck a fetus directly out of a woman's womb. M, what the fuck? So that's all the detail I'm going to give you on M, that. M, what the fuck? Who comes up with this shit? <laughs> the people in the Philippines, man. What's wrong with you guys? Um, so Aeswongs also not only shapeshift themselves, but they have the power to also shapeshift other objects. Oh, great. So this is where they get real, like they know what they're doing. They take plant material from nature, usually banana tree plants, but any material at all they can find outside. They will take that. And they will shapeshift it into a doppelganger of their victims so that nobody knows the victim went missing. Oh, no. So you know this shit's intentional now. And it basically it's so they can hide the body or eat the corpse or whatever, and there's like a, a replacement body. Oh, no. The doppelganger will return to the person's home, get sick, and quickly die. <gasps> so they're not even meant to last. Yeah. It's just like so a... that way, if, if it does die, like, you can't blame the Aeswongs. Like, they just die oh, on their own. Oh, no. Um, Aeswongs are also known to enter the body of people, so possess them, and inflict harm on others. And when they attack people at night, they can disguise themselves by, they have vocal tricks. So, basically any audible trick. So, their way of attacking people is as they get closer to you, their body becomes quieter. But the farther away they are, the louder they are. Ugh. So, basically, like if they shapeshift into a bat if they're flying towards you the wing flaps get quieter and quieter as they get closer to you but if if they happen to be far away from you it sounds like they're next to you oh, God. so that way when they're far away it sounds like they're near you and you're freaking out but then when you think you're safe and they've got they've flown away they're that's right. when they're actually right next, next to, you. to you yeah so if you hear growls or any version of a sound of an a swung that means they're actually far away and then when you feel like you don't have to be hiding anymore feel safe. they've been looking at you the whole time that okay listen that's really twisted they also have superhuman strength during uh the night and they are faster than any human and can jump 15 feet straight into the air <laughs> good <laughs> good <laughs> um when they're unable to find humans to prey on they will go to graveyards and dig up the most recently buried bodies um and just you eat Man, them they're desperate and they also generally this is how you find an aswang amongst you when in the daytime when mm -hmm. they're people um they generally have bloodshot eyes because they've been up all night mm. and if you look directly into their eyes your reflection will be upside down Ugh. another way to detect them is if you use well, i'm not gonna say this right <laughs> albularos oil here give that a whirl 
albularios. Okay. Yeah. That kind of oil. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that is. So to detect them, uh, to detect aswangs, you can use that kind of oil, and it is made of coconuts and holy plants. Mm. And whenever an aswang is near, it will boil on its own. Ew. So that's like proof that like someone's near and you can escape. Um, the person will boil? The the oil will boil. Oh, the oil will boil. Okay. Yeah. And Got then it. that's how you know that one of them is nearby. Ooh, spooky. Uh, they also apparently avoid garlic and religious artifacts and are at their weakest during the day like i said when so they're in they human form are like vampires a little bit i literally wrote I no li- way i literally wrote the next thing is they're very much like vampires because i knew you would say something Please so i wanted to beat you to it spend too much time together and i won't I let love you win. i love you i love your hair I hate your guts i won't let you win and i'll say it <laughs> before you <laughs> um oh, good times so yes you're right christine although i'm technically right because i knew you were gonna say that listen yours is on paper you win okay but here's the thing this is how you can kill them not just with garlic and religious artifacts you can kill them by one decapitation <laughs> easy two <laughs> already handled got it or two striking them with a whip made from a stingray's tail <laughs> what <laughs> very steve Irwin. <sighs> easy uh yeah right i've got a million of them Ugh. um they also avoid silver salt ginger and coins um, basically everything that's good about the world well salt <laughs> yeah well silver because well i'll start okay so i listed silver salt ginger and coins silver because not only are they seen as vampires but they also apparently have quite a close link to werewolves since they're shape-shifting. Oh. So the theory is werewolves are stopped with silver bullets. So their cousin, the Aeswongs, might also they be stopped like by silver. silver bullets. Okay. So just as a precaution, people carry silver around a lot. Sure. Um, salt, because they're also somehow seen as witches and it could burn their skin. Ginger, because apparently it has the same effects uh, as garlic for vampires where it prevents them from getting too close to you mm. without invitation. And it probably smells better than garlic all over you. No, garlic smells amazing. I mean, it does, but not when it's just like... I don't like the smell of ginger or the taste, to be honest. I don't like ginger either, to be honest. I just thought maybe... I don't know if that's like an unpopular opinion, but I really don't like ginger. But they do put it in like soap and stuff, and they don't really put garlic in that. So I just... I don't know. Right. You're right. I think we're wrong in the general public, but you and I are right. Yeah, together. In our minds. Right. Sure. Um, they also hate coins because apparently the... They're socialists. <laughs> I'm sorry. The metals in the coins are apparently too heavy for them to lift. What? It's like something about the material, like their bodies can't... It's like, imagine Thor's hammer. Uh, okay. But that's a coin and you're an swung. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Nailed it. Nailed um, it. So other theories that have not been proven, but there are theories, regular theories across different regions that they also repel citrus fruit, charcoal, coconut sticks, and bamboo. Okay. So there's a lot of different things that you can yeah. throw their way. Like, yeah. Some of those are pleasant too. Yeah. I'm, I like citrus fruit. Yeah. Some coconut. Um, very similar to today's vampires, as mentioned, and they are also similar to werewolves, witches, and zombies. Okay. Zombies because, and I guess vampires, they both kind of have this thing going on. And werewolves. Okay. Most mythological creatures apparently (laughs) have this. If a person is attacked and bitten by one and manages to survive, they will become, they will also become one. Oh, okay. 
a person can also become in a swung on their own Uh-oh. if they volunteer to do so. Why would you do that? Doesn't matter. Would you like to know how? Just get your I'm s- ready. Just, All right. Just drink that. Give me that. So, step one. You tie, <laughs> you tie a fertilized chicken egg to your stomach. Oh, shit. I already did that part. <laughs> <laughs> We're halfway there. Um, okay, next step. After some time, you just chill with the fertilized chicken egg on your stomach for long enough, and the chick will somehow pass from the egg into your stomach. Like a, like a, oh, what, 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 what would you say? The, uh, the teleporting. Apparently it teleports uh-huh. from egg to stomach. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, I'm following. Yes. Step three. The remaining eggshell that is now empty because there is a chicken that has teleported into your stomach. That has osmosis itself <laughs> into your womb. Uh, the remaining eggshell is buried in a bamboo tube along with coconut oil and chicken poop. What? And now you're an aswang. Did a five-year-old write this? This doesn't make any sense. Listen, I don't know. I <laughs> I don't have an answer. And for now you. you're an aswang. And now you're an aswang. Congratulations. Also, once you're an aswang, a dying aswang can also pass its powers along to someone else if it witches. Would you like to know how? If it witches, wishes. Sorry, I have I like witches that, on the brain. If it, if it witches. witches um yes i would like to know how okay if you were an ace wong this is what you would have to do to make me an ace wong i'm ready? ready i'm gonna do it right now no you're not mm-hmm. hold your mouth close to mine <laughs> oh ready i'm here i come oh yikes here um, i come <laughs> hold, okay the person holds their mouth close to another person's mouth <laughs> and the chicken in the stomach no come on it's hops still into there. the mouth of the new person <laughs> it's eva's face is my favorite it's still here's the thing does it yeah no it nobody stays understands biology basically the fertilized chicken is the energy of the aswang that is it possessed you from within <laughs> also i here's the thing so if your mouth and my mouth are next to each other mm. what's gonna good, happen good to know. <laughs> <laughs> no um but okay if that's the process if our faces just have to be next to each other and then the chicken shows up in my mouth just crawls through my intestines that's what i'm wondering does it does it crawl from your does it okay i'm imagining teleporting or like whatever the harry sure, potter sure, thing is like sure. you go through the chimney uh okay so there's apparate apparating is that what you mean i don't know i'm reading enough harry potter what's it called yeah the flu network yeah okay so i'm imagining you the chicken appar- is going you through apparate, that apparate you apparate through the flu ne- okay okay whatever i'm Doesn't imagining matter. that kind of thing where like the chicken like kind of like has some green glowing shit and walks through it and it for where they were in your stomach now has entered my mouth the mouth portal or does it go from your stomach up your digestive tract into your mouth and then goes into it's my like, mouth like excuse me <laughs> like, i'm coming through i'm trying to figure out what what the you know what that's does a very it go good from point. your stomach to my mouth or your stomach to your mouth to my mouth to my stomach like does it go Fair. does it up go the elevator across the hall down the elevator or and does it go from downstairs to upstairs a really good point and i was also thinking when you said that you'd strap it to your stomach and then it goes i was almost thinking like it goes into your womb like it's some creepy like birth oh, like, shit oh so that's what i thought at first but i guess you I did didn't, i didn't did read anything stomach, about stomach so i guess that makes but then i'm like does it digest itself i like you're like oh stomach that makes sense but the ace no one... it doesn't <laughs> absolutely doesn't but it, ma- <laughs> it doesn't but i'm not i'm not subscribing to this <laughs> just saying but I'm thinking maybe does it, I don't know, because then does it get digested in there? That's gross. I don't know. I mean, uh, truly a lot of loose ends. I just feel bad for this little chicken. Yeah, ch- does he want to be there? Fetus. No. We don't know. Maybe. 
I mean, he clearly wants to go into someone else's mouth. He clearly has a lot of wizarding powers. This truly, it's quite a powerful chicken. I have a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeedy. So, um, <laughs> anyway, that's what a dying ace... Oh, you have to be dying, too. That what? You have to, like, a dying ace one can pass so, along the powers. Oh, wait, so... so you can't just be healthy and want to, like, share in the fun. Oh, so my... Hear- it has to be, like, your deathbed wishes for me to carry on your legacy. Let me put a chicken in your So mouth. when people... It's like in those movies when people are dying, they're like, come closer. And then yeah. all of a sudden a chicken appears <laughs> in their mouth. I have one last secret. Come to me. And then there's just like spit out a like chicken. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Yeah. Um, Vomit it into your mouth. You you figured it out. Yeah. You actually. I get it now. You actually just spoiled about half of the rom-coms I've ever seen. Uh, it's like that movie Big Fish. <laughs> <laughs> but little chicken. Oh. Oh my. Okay. So. Are you guys still there? <laughs> they're all taking a biology class right now, or maybe they're all screaming. They're, they're all, paying for us to go take a biology say, class. They're sending us. They're like, let's show you the chart of a human body. Skillshare courses. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, also, fun fact: I found on one website because I was like, this cannot be right about how this happens. <laughs> I'm glad you about this process. Your sources. I wanted to do some fact checking, and one of the websites literally said, "This explains why some say that the ace wong sounds like it's laying a hen when they attack." <laughs> Because what? apparently there's a chicken involved at all. And so good, like... So now when it attacks, it also sounds kind of like a hen laying Because there's a chicken inside, it's Because it's like, you're the hen. Oh. Oh. Anyway, let's let's switch from biology to history. Do we have to? Yeah. Okay. So this is the idea of where ace wongs must have come from. Because <laughs> okay. not what... out of my mind is <laughs> the answer to that. Unfortunately. So also get ready for this is one of my classic, I'm going to butcher the words. Um, Can't wait. It's either called the Danag or Danag or Danag, Danag. I think Danag. Okay. Sorry to everyone who knows better than me. So there was a supernatural race called the Danag or the Danag. What would you prefer? What sounds more natural? Can you spell it? D-A-N-A-G. I would say like Danag. Danag. Okay. We can go with that. You're probably more right. Doubt it. So the Danag, then, was a supernatural race, and they lived amongst human beings, and we all lived friendly together, but we were aware of each other. So fun. Uh, You know, way back when. Love that. So the legend goes that a human got a splinter under their fingernail, which y'all know how I feel about fingernails. Oh, no. Oh, Lord Jesus. One time I got wax under my fingernail, like I was trying to scratch like old candle off a table, and the wax like got under my nail in the most painful way. I, I... I thought I had stopped being alive. <laughs> it was so much, there was so much pain. Um, okay. Anyway, moving on. Oh, sorry, last. Sorry, I hear fingernail pain, and I just always remember that. So, um, <laughs> so a human got a splinter under their fingernail, which I would rather die. Truly traumatic. And a Danag member or a, a person, I don't yeah, know, citizen, a citizen of the Danag community. Um, we they, have to be PC here, Em. I don't know how to... I feel like I'm being so PC, it's not PC anymore. Right. We're being the opposite. Um, a Danag offered, like, hey, you got a splinter under your fingernail. I will use my straw-like tongue and suck it <gasps> out for you. <gasps> Which, kind, kind. Let's not judge the friendliness. Okay. And but like, if someone said, like, hey, let me use your my tongue to fix your, your ailment, I'd be like, get I the like fuck to, out of my I face. I like to think of it as, like, people with smaller hands than me help me at vending machines. <laughs> okay that's you know? actually a great way to look at it and so they've got yeah. weird tongues but you know what if there's a fingernail if there's a splinter they're, under my fingernail i'm not gonna judge you for who trying, you are or what you look right. like get it out of my they're hand they're trying to help you're right you're right 
like if I had a splinter and you said, let me use my tongue and get it out, <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? If it's going to fucking work, get it out of my finger now. No, you wouldn't have. You'd be like, Christine, what the fuck? Where is your fiance? And I'd be like, him. better yet, push me off a cliff because I just don't <laughs> want any like, of this. You'd be like, Blaze, keep a rein on this, this woman. <laughs> so the Danog being friendly, he sucked the splinter out of the fingernail and he tasted human blood for the first time. <gasps> Oh no! And over time, they have had the Danag community has her community. They have gone together at their parks and rec <laughs> events, um, and they have over time evolved a craving for blood. And they're, I guess, over time have also evolved from Danag into Aswangs. So that one asshole who got a splinter ruined it for the rest of us. Yeah, truly, it was a human. So again, classic that it was a straight white man. <laughs> classic. Don't put that in Eva because I'm going to get in so much trouble from straight white men. Um. <laughs> But it was funny. Whatever, keep it in. I don't care. Um, if I have to defend myself against a straight white man, I, d- I won't. It's no, fine. it'll be funnier that way. Okay. Okay, you're fine. You're fine. Keep it in, even. I take responsibility. So the so that's like the history of how it happened. But the Philippine folklore hasn't like I'm sure it existed since before this. But the first writings we've seen of it were in the 16th century when Spanish explorers wrote that the Aswangs were the most feared creature by natives. Whoa. So interesting. they've been known of since yeah. at least that long. So in the 1960s, this is when Aswangs became more popularized because they were mentioned in a book called Creatures of Philippine Lower Mythology. There have been two stage plays about it called Luna and Aswang Romance and Tick Tick the Aswang Chronicles. That creeps me out. That Tick Tick thing. Is that what it sounds like when it, is that a hen sound? Apparently that's the sound of it attacking you or something. Tick Tick. And a laying, Maybe laying. when it's running at you. Oh my god, that's out of a horror movie, Em. Um, there's also two documentaries that have been created called The Aswang Phenomenon and Aswang A Journey Into Myth, which was shot in Canada. Interesting. Um, for a few years there was actually also an Aswang festival, which was very Halloween like, and it was a it was a Halloween like fiesta that was the day before the All Souls Day mm. um festivals that went on. And it ended up only three years later being condemned by the Catholic hierarchy because people were um, idolizing a devil. Oh, God, Catholics. So Come there on, you go. Guys. Come on. Come on. Keep it up. We just want to hang out when, and play with some devils. Let, That's why we have a podcast. Live and let live. So uh, there are different versions of, um, like I said, different versions of the animals that it turned into. Some of them were... Um, Tick ticks and walk walks, which are large birds. Sounds like Star Wars. There they it actually also turned into a Jar Jar Binks. I was thinking Ewoks, isn't that Star Wars? Oh yeah. Walk walk Ewok, yeah. Uh-huh. Um Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> there is also it has turned into a Zegben. Uh, or A Swangs have uh shifted into Zegbens, which is their word for Tasmanian devils. And they also are commonly known to turn into cagwongs, which is an endangered species of flying lemur. So, Zaboomfu. Oh, <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> so, because of this, a lot of large birds, Tasmanian devils, and flying lemurs all are regularly hunted and killed because people <gasps> no! suspect them of being Guys, a swans in a transformed no, state. No, don't do that. No, but here's the thing that I like. We've been making fun of this, but there are a lot of people who actually believe well, in sure, this. Sure, yeah. It's not. Um, it's not like how we all like talk about vampires like Bigfoot or, or Bigfoot. Like, right. People it's really like part of the culture. People believe in this. Oh God. Um, I don't think all, all people do, but it's it's like taken much more seriously than like the boogeyman. Sure. Okay. 
And so this is where I really am just going to butcher some words okay, um, because good. there's several versions of creatures that they turn into and I wanted to list them, but there weren't, you know, English translations. Okay. Um, so in my very American accent, <clears throat> here we go. There's an animal that they turn into called an Amalanig. And it's a mixture of a zombie and a vampire that rises from the dead and feeds upon humans by biting their necks. They have very large fangs and um, they usually or usually you can escape them by running in a zigzag direction like they're an alligator or something because they have very stiff bodies and they can only walk in a straight direction and they cannot climb trees. So if you zigzag run to a tree, you're probably safe from one of these. So I'm screwed. So I'm screwed. We're going to die. I can't run or climb. Me neither. Good times. They also apparently are afraid of water. So you can like just jump in a lake. Okay. I could float away, I guess. Um, There's also one. This is (laughs) going to be your least favorite. It's called (laughs) the Mananagals. Yep. Hate it. M-A-N-A-N-A-N. It's like spelling Mississippi. (laughs) Or it's like bananas. It's manana and then N-G-G-A-L-S. Mananagals. Um, okay, so they take flight. Um, but when they take flight, remember they're a human, shape-shifting right. into a creature. I don't like it already. And then they take flight mid-shift, so they're half human, half animal. And as they take flight, they detach themselves from half of their human torso. Oh! <gasps> what? So they just, like, like they drop just, the torso, <laughs> just just like splat on, like shed on the ground, the skin. Oh, but fuck like shed no. a whole torso. Hell's no! Imagine like seeing half a torso flying out of no, the sky, M, I and will then there's not. like a, a like a giant bird lemur Tasmanian devil <laughs> with half a torso <laughs> flying above you. Oh, I will not. So anyway, that's your least favorite. <laughs> then there's one called the ek ek or the wok wok, and they are bird like humans. They are either large birds or bats. And when they attack victims, they make that sound, which is why they're called that. Walk walk is also a name for the sound that it emits when it also flies, not just attacks people. Uh, So it it sounds like that when it's flying and charging at prey. Well, it reminds me of chicken, like walk walk. Oh. Like bok bok. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, really, who's right or wrong at this point? I think we're all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's another called the Sigmin. And they suck out the blood of their victims from the shadows. They don't even actually physically interact with you. They just do it from, like, they remote suck the I mean, blood if out you're of gonna you. Do... That's like a lazy vampire. Well, yeah. And if you're going to suck my blood, like, just do it from afar. I don't. They are usually invisible to their victims, but you can still find them from their nauseating stench. Oh, God. And when they do show themselves, they look like a hornless goat. Um, people actually believe in this creature and tabloids have made it worse during homicides or missing person cases because people actually think that instead of someone kidnapping their child and a swong took their kid. <gasps> wow. Um, and in 2000, I'll just give you in the recent years, I, I just pulled three stories off the internet, Okay, but there were, there were a few. I wanted to do like a whole, I expected this wouldn't be a lot of description. And my game plan was like, oh, I'll do a brief history, a brief description. And then the rest will just be personal stories, kind of like Black Eyed Kids. Yeah. But there was just so much information. I was like, okay, I'm not actually going to get a chance to tell you any stories. So here are just three of the news reports. Okay. Um, in 2012, um, one area had a lot of sightings of Aeswongs. The first report from that night was of an eight-year-old who found one of them creeping into through their bathroom window. Um, mid transformation so like half human half animals <laughs> oh my, climbing into their window that's nightmare fuel 
Um, he screamed and the father rushed into the bathroom and found the ace wong trying to grab the son and pull him out of the window. <laughs> oh, no. Um, he described the creature as having long fangs, dark blazing eyes, and unusually long nails and hair. Um, that same night, after it escaped from not being able to grab the kid, that same night, one of the neighbors suffered several mutilations to their livestock, Ugh. where media reports indicate that all of their goats had been completely devoured with piles of plant matter nearby, which means something was trying to recreate their doppelgangers. Like, because the plant <gasps> matter. Oh. It's like it was stealing them and then tr- was going to, like, shift them in- into doppelgangers, and then they were just going to die on their own. Oh, no. Um... But it had clearly escaped before it got to do that. Yeah, sure. Um, That night, there were also 20 residents, different eyewitness accounts of this creature. And a resident of the area was actually physically attacked by something. And local officials have it on reports that the man had scratches and bite marks on his shoulder and hand. (gasps) Which means he probably also became an ace wong. So in 2013, the next year, this is brutal. There is a newspaper headline that said, Dad hacks daughter mistaken for ace wong. (gasps) No. So there's a girl named Winnie, um, and she was a 17-year-old mute. And in the middle of the night, she woke up to go use the outside bathroom, and her dad thought that she had been possessed by an ace wong. So he started hacking at her, which was the word they used. He struck her four times before realizing that she was not possessed. She was just trying to find the bathroom, and she actually did survive. (gasps) Holy shit. Um, But that's just like further proof that like people do take this pretty seriously yeah yeah no um in 2015 uh so not not too long ago um police investigated a chain of attacks by swangs and reports told of a large black dog and a large black cat attacking people together attacking people and biting their faces and then vanishing into thin air oh god around the same time residents of a nearby town also reported several unknown animals and unknown types of animals roaming the streets like animals they've never seen before a resident in a town next door to that nearby town they described being threatened by what they believe was an ace wong because they could hear it prowling on the roof and making a noise that sounded like a chicken and during these visits the dog would become very afraid whimpering and crying and it stopped after they put garlic and salt on the roof oh creepy a few months later the couple was sitting outside and they saw something try to land on their roof and was not able to And the creature was flying much slower than any bird they had ever seen. And it was not a bird, a bat, or an owl. The creature, they said, was the size of a dog and flew in a very unusual way. Oh, no. So here's a more scientific explanation for what is going on with Ace Wong. Because this also has been going on for a long time. So before any medical explanations or before any discoveries, they just assumed, oh, this is a mythological creature. Yeah, yeah. And for all we know, that's true. But... uh, a more recent discovery and a potential explanation for what an ace wong is there is a rare disease called xdp which is supposedly not even supposedly it has been stated it is almost exclusively it only affects filipino men oh um it's uh like nickname is called lubag or lubog and it which is the word for twisted and it's a neurological disorder whose actual name is dystonia Parkin- parkinsonism oh no aka xdp <clears throat> so it causes parkinson and dystonic symptoms such as uncontrollable muscle spasms contortions and tremors 
Mm-hmm. And based on the descriptions of anyone that has seen an aswang transforming from human into animal, it is strikingly similar to a patient experiencing symptoms from mm. XDP. It is a rare musculo, uh, musculoskeletal disease that is only found in that area. And patients, um, apparently it is only common in Filipino men, um, and one out of every 4,000 men in that area alone get it. Holy, one in 4,000? One in 4,000. Holy shit. The high, it's the highest concentration of XTP that has ever been seen, and it's only in this region, which um, it's called the Capiz, Capiz region. It's also rumored to be the beginning of the first sighting of an aswang. So people think like tie-in. Yeah. since the beginning, maybe they were just seeing people with this rare disease that, that they couldn't nowhere explain. else, like nowhere else has this disease. It's only on this, in this area wow. to these people. Sure. And it's also where they started seeing aswangs. They wanted to study this more, but before it could ever be officially examined or they were ever able to find a cure the disease mysteriously disappeared in the 1950s and nobody has had it since what that's even weirder that's its own weird story so the disease no longer apparently exists but when it did it was only to those people in that region where the aswangs were found like one in four thousand that's it's a lot crazy so anyway that's the best explanation we have seen so far for what aswangs are although even though the, d- the disease has been gone since the 1950s, clearly in just those three news reports, I sure. found people still think that aswangs like exist recent. anyway. So that Woof. that's their counter argument of like, okay, well, if the disease is, if the disease is gone, how come aswangs are still? Around? Why are we still seeing stuff? Right. Yeah. So anyway, that is that on that. That is oh, spooky. I have never heard of that before. Me either. Oh my god. Me either. Have you heard of that, Eva? Uh-uh. That's a new one for me. I dated a guy. Oh, from here we go. The Philippines once. Oh, okay. I didn't know where that was he going. He was an ace swung. No. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to eat this fertilized chicken egg, and I said no, but. He also really liked Fall Out Boy. Oh, well. Yeah, he tried to put like his them. mouth near me, and then the chicken came out. <laughs> <laughs> Cece's from the Philippines. I did think about, like, asking her, because she speaks some Tagalog, but her mom, like, speaks it fluently. Really? And, like, lived in the Philippines for the majority of her life. So I was like, I wonder if I texted Cece if she could, like, send me some info yeah. from her mom. But also, our listeners are correct, and I do my notes at the very last second. And so <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten any information in time. Well, Alyssa lived in the Philippines for, like, a while. Oh, wow. Yeah, she uh, volunteered there for a while. Like a year, I think. Anyway, sorry it wasn't a ghost story, but it was definitely supernatural no, and creepy really, as hell. That actually so. really freaked me out. Those, those like... Um, uh, I like to throw in some game changers. Yeah, spice it up. What are they called? Uh, I think... I don't know what you're about to say. No, it's fine. You go ahead. I think I'm just going to, like, announce it now, like, if it hasn't already been understood to people, that, like, it's not just ghosts. Like, I'm just doing anything supernatural anything at all. creepy. Like... Anything that's not true crime that gives people the chills. I mean, even the black-eyed kid... Well, I guess that's supernatural, but it's still, like, a creepy, like, myth- mythos thing. Like, yeah. it's still... Ugh. And some people have true experiences with these things, so, like... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... I'm not going to say yeah. that it doesn't exist. No, I agree. And we've even asked people, and it seems like people are kind of into anything spooky, supernatural. Yeah. Yep. All right. I guess it's my turn, huh? Mm-hmm. 
You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back to the smooth sounds of me telling a story. This is the story of... What are you doing? I'm just just eating chocolate. (laughs) But Eva looked at me like it was a funny thing that I was doing. He was like, should I unplug our mic? What do I do? (laughs) Um, this is the story of Henry Lee Lucas. I don't know that name. Okay. Great. You're going to know it soon. So Henry Lee Lucas is a mofo, but let's, uh, start at the beginning. Mofo Scorpio. Mofo Scorpio. Mofo Virgo. (gasps) I should have seen it coming all along. (laughs) He's an underground Virgo. Is his his birthday happen to be August 29th? 23rd. Close up. Mm. Mm, okay. Who's the 29th? My father. <gasps> I don't want to talk about it. <sighs> anyway, that was fine. I'll talk about it with Dr. H or something later. <laughs> you should call Dr. H. <laughs> Listen, my father is born on August 29th, and Dr. H will be like, I get it. Tell me all your problems. <gasps> oh my God. Dr. H, will be, Dr. H will be like, uh, have you met Bernie? <laughs> Christine's dad. <laughs> Guys, we uh we were just technical chat- difficulties. Yeah, here's the thing: we were just chatting, um, and all of a sudden, this techno music started blaring in M's in my ears to the point that Eva could hear it through our headphones. And I went to the computer, which is, by the way, like 
six feet away from us five six feet nowhere away. near us we're not touching anything that could have set this off no keyboard or anything it's like five six feet away and i went over there to see what the noise was and spotify it was on. opened on its own yeah it opened some techno music and then when i looked at the name i kind of froze because earlier today i was on my laptop by the way a completely different computer and i was watching the office and this like techno music started playing and i thought what is this and i opened spotify and it was this random band um, and I thought, you know, maybe Juniper had walked on my laptop earlier. Maybe my computer's glitching. I don't know. But it's something I've never heard before. And then today, like 12 hours later, when I was listening, by the way, I was listening to Eagle Eye Cherry before this. So <laughs> I was not listening to anything techno. <laughs> and we were just, I paused it and we started recording. And then all of a sudden this weird techno band started playing again. So on I a know. different device. And guess what? So I stopped it. Then we just like let it be for a minute and it started again. And Em's like, what's the name of the song? Guess what it was? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> the fuck, dude? Creepy. Anyway, we are over it. And it's a super creepy song, too. If you want to go listen to it's it. Like, ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. It's yeah. just like creepy, creepy. It sounds like a soundscape of a horror movie. It yeah. was. It, 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 it was very gross. Mm-hmm. anyway sorry i don't know we had a little freak out there uh so if it happens again i close out of spotify i mean it's a new computer i don't know it shouldn't be doing that but whatever so last i checked we were on the name of the serial killer <laughs> <laughs> Lol. his name is <gasps> bigfoot Just oh kidding. my god <laughs> his name his name is dunce, 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 dunce. <laughs> tiesto the techno <laughs> artist um his name is henry lee lucas right so, Henry Lee Lucas was born August 23rd, 1936 in Blacksburg, Virginia. Hey, hey, hey. Where's that? Radford? No. Blacksburg is, is um, tech. Yeah. Sure. He was... Can I turn off this um, EMF reader because it's really scaring me now? Sure. Or do you want to keep it on? Whatever you want. House rules. I mean, we'll leave it on if you want. Okay. We can turn it off. Okay. We're not uh, talking about ghosts anymore. Uh, yeah, I guess I feel like no one. I don't I, listen. Normally, I'd say yes, but I don't want like this guy to show up. Oh, I see. You know, well, like, we have like Vatican holy water between the two of us. Right. I think we're good. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, moving on. Uh, so Henry Lee Lucas, he's pretty ill-behaved as a kid. He, when he was ten, he lost an eye after a fight he got into with his older brother. Oh. Um, that's how bad he was. Like, geez, very bit. Thor. Yeah. Yep. He was like Thor. But not in any other way. <laughs> um, but his home life also was pretty terrible, as you can probably guess. Uh, so his family lived in poverty. Their house was a dirt floor log cabin in the hills without plumbing or electricity. Mm. And his mother, Viola, turned to sex work to make a living. Okay. And the problem was she would force Henry to watch her have sex with her clients. Ooh. And she would also force him to cross-dress in public. And she would basically, like curl his hair and like force him to wear dresses to school and so he obviously you know as a little kid in you know the 30s and 40s would get like terribly bullied hello better be another fucking person on the other side of that door jesus christ um we're back uh we had another pause because uh (laughs) blaze's credit cards were stolen so we're back now we've had a paranormal and a true crime uh interruption (laughs) in the last 10 minutes of this episode jesus wow we are really uh live making things happen live here guys we're trying to get you every let's see say one more note and then we'll see no i'm i'm watching the door like my brother's gonna come in and i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know i don't want to know eventually like geo's gonna like roll in here and have some news Uh, yeah (laughs) i'm tired of the news everybody stop i just get through the story okay down let's go 
So he's a Virgo. We got there. He's a Virgo. So he lived in poverty. Um, his mother mm-hmm. was a sex worker, and she would force him to watch her have sex with clients. Right, right, right. And also force him to cross dress. Yeah, and she would like curl his hair and make him wear girls' clothes. So he was like bullied at school. Right. It went very much from Thor to Psycho very quick. Yes. Oh yeah, to Psycho, like the the book. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Yeah. So he had like obviously a troubled relationship with his mother. Mm-hmm. He would. This is messed up. Um, he would hunt down animals, kill them, and then have sex with their corpses <gasps> at a young age. Wow. Yeah. That's so a lot of crimes. His sexual deviance started very young. Oh, young um, and quickly. It's rumored that it's not rumored. It's at least like he said, this is what happened that right. he and his older brother would have sex. I think he was a half brother and his older brother taught him about torturing Wait, animals. They would have sex together. Yes yes and okay. he said that his older brother also taught him about torturing animals and mutilating their dead bodies and he said that was something he learned from his older brother so it's unclear whether that was true um or if it was something he did on his own but either way wow. he did it a lot of factors already and and what could so, have caused this yes yeah, so a rough early start here uh-huh yep um henry's father was a severe alcoholic who had lost his legs after getting drunk and falling asleep on some railroad tracks, which um, I didn't know that actually happened. I didn't know. I didn't know you know, it sounds like, oh, you are on the railroad tracks. Like, it's like an old movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, but, but it actually happened. He fell asleep on some railroad tracks. Wow. And his father actually treated him more kindly than anyone else. But well, low bar. Low bar, correct, yes. But unfortunately, in 1949, when Henry was only 13, his father got into a fight with his mother, left the house drunk, and fell asleep outside, and there was a blizzard, so he never woke up. Wow. And Henry was only in sixth grade at the time, and shortly after that, he dropped out of school and ran away from home and began drifting around Virginia. Um, He allegedly committed his first murder when he was 15 in 1951. Uh, he strangled 17-year-old Laura Burnsley after she uh, refused his sexual advances. Mm-hmm. On June 10th, 1954, three years later, Henry was convicted on over a dozen counts of burglary in and around Richmond, Virginia, and was sentenced to four years in prison. So he escaped in 1957 and was recaptured three days later and then released Again, on September 2nd, 1959. So he served his four years. And then in late 1959, he traveled to Tecumseh, Michigan, to move in with his half-sister, Opal. Okay. It's a pretty badass name, I think. Um, Around that time, uh, Henry was engaged to marry a pen pal that he had corresponded with while incarcerated. Okay. And um, his mother, so he was engaged to this woman and his mother visited him for, and he actually said that he was, uh, it was the first true love he'd ever known. Mm -hmm. Um, That Christmas, his mother visited him and she said she disapproved of Henry's fiance and insisted that he move back to Blacksburg with her. And he refused. So they got into an argument about whether or not he should return home to like care for her and be with her as she grows older. And suddenly, um, during this argument, according to Henry, he slapped her. Then he saw her fall. He decided to grab her and help her up, but she kept falling to the floor. And that's when he realized he had his knife in his hand (gasps) and he had actually stabbed her in the neck (gasps) and not slapped her. Big mistake. Not something you can recover from. Very wrong and incorrect. Oh, my God. Um, She was still alive 
but Henry... So he truly accidentally stabbed her. No. I mean, he intentionally mm-hmm. slapped her, but he did not mean to do it with no, a knife. No, he said he thought he slapped her, and then he realized he was uh, holding his so, knife. okay. He basically I said, I was in, like, a fit of fury, and I slapped her, and the next thing I knew, I was holding... I Guys. realized I was holding a knife. I see. He essentially stabbed her in the neck, and then was like, oh... Like, I mean, whoops, I thought it was just my fist. I mean, I, I do, from what it sounds like, I think he really just was like violently lashing out, but I don't think he was like, oh, I accidentally happened to be holding my knife. I think it was, maybe he didn't even realize what he was doing while it happened. And then it occurred to him that he had just stabbed his own mother, but who knows? Okay. Either way, he saw her on the ground, realized she was bleeding out and he ran and left her there to die. Um, his half-sister Opal returned home later that day and found her mother on the floor in a pool of blood. She called the ambulance, but it was too late. His mother died 48 hours after being stabbed. Oh, my God. Yeah, she survived that long. And according to the police report, she had died of a heart attack brought on by the assault. And at that point, she was 74 years old. So Lucas claimed, again, to have killed his mother in self-defense during their argument but his claim was rejected, and he was sentenced to between 20 and 40 years imprisonment in Michigan for second-degree murder. Okay. Um, after serving 10 years, he was released in June of 1970, so halfway through his sentence, due to prison overcrowding. Despite the fact that he protested his release and told the warden and the psychologist, you better not release me, and told them about all the people he would murder if they released him. And they wow. released him anyway. Oh, good. So you're, you know, this is not going to go well now. I didn't think it was going to go great. <laughs> now I know it's not even going to go well. No, Got it's, it. It's not even going to go okay. It's, it's all <laughs> subpar at this point at best. Oh, it's all just lower than the bar. Than the, <laughs> lower than the low, low bar that's already there. <laughs> um, so only 18 months after. So he literally told the, like, the authorities, like, you can't release me. Right. I'm going to do terrible things. Right. Like... You can't be surprised when right. this happens. Like, just warning you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And they released him anyway. Okay. Well, the justice system is pretty stupid. Yeah. Let's just uh, gather that from every episode we've ever done. <laughs> so, only 18 months later, Henry was convicted of attempting to kidnap three schoolgirls um, and assaulting two of them. Uh, molesting two of them, I believe. Oh, excellent. Excellent. While serving a five-year sentence for that... He established a relationship with a family friend and single mother who had written to him again in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, they married on his release in 1975, but th- starting the day of their wedding, oh God. he began sexually abusing the woman's two children. <gasps> yeah. And he told the children, um, you can't tell your mother, you can't tell or I'll kill your mother. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a few months after this began, the children couldn't stand it anymore, and they told. Um, and when the mother found out, she left Henry and, you know, got rid of him. And he began moving between various relatives, uh, like bouncing around from family member to family member. And one got him. One of his family members got him a job in West Virginia, where he found another woman to be with. Which also, and that relationship also ended when his girlfriend's family realized uh, that he had been abusing uh, children. Mm-hmm. So another one, another bad, bad. Yeah, I'm just taking it all in. Yeah, another bad, 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 bad movement moment time. 
So that relationship ended in equally as terrible of a way that the other one did. And now enter the next character in this twisted, fucked up story. Named? In 1978, Lucas befriends this motherfucker named Otis Toole. What a tool indeed. Do you know him? No. So he's another famous serial killer. Famous is... Uh, as famous as... A word I don't like to use, but... Infamous. Uh, very... There we go. An infamous man. He's a bad man. And it's just crazy to think... And this guy has a, his own story. Like, I'll probably cover him another day. Okay. But it's like, this guy gets entwined with another guy who's equally as terrible. It's, it's just, a crossover moment. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like... Ugh. It's just so fucked up. Got so it. Otis Tool, he's a famous guy too. We've gotten a lot of requests for him. Uh, so Henry Lucas becomes friends with Otis Tool, and the, uh, he settles in Jacksonville, Florida, and lived with Otis's parents and um, his family. And his family took him in, and uh, Henry starts to become close to Otis's teenage niece, Frida Becky Powell, and she had a mild intellectual disability. Basically, Henry is working as a roofer he's fixing neighbors cars he's scavenging scrap he's like kind of you know just working working away right and not hurting anyone during this time but the whole time he is get, getting close with becky which is by the way a, ne a nickname that he invented for her that no one can really explain because her name was frida <laughs> okay but he just decided her name was becky and somehow they were like okay all right she's already a teenager but somehow it stuck so he's getting close with Becky this whole time, and essentially what I've heard described is he's grooming her. It's Got like it. His next victim. Yep. yep. So Becky's mother and grandmother unfortunately died in 1982, a few years after uh, Henry moved in with Otis's family, and authorities placed her in a state shelter. But Henry, who had been, again, grooming her this whole time, convinces Becky, who, again, has a mild intellectual disability and is, like, a teenager, so she's not fully, right. you know... Uh, responsible she's not responsible for this right. especially this or her actions in general um convinces becky to run away and live on the road with him so she goes with him they travel until they find a job helping care for an 82 year old woman named kate rich in ringgold texas and kate didn't know that becky was a minor and that she was being victimized by henry so she let them stay with her and she and becky actually grew close over time but kate soon realized that henry had been forging her checks um, much like whoever stole Blaze's money just now. Great. <laughs> and um, kicked them both out. She was, like, okay. furious. She realized he, that Henry had been going through her stuff, taking her checks, and stealing money from her. Got it. So even though she was close with Becky, she kicked Becky and Henry out. And Becky, by the way, is only 15 at this point. Oh! Yes. Really? Yeah, I said she's a teenager. Yeah, I just... 15... Once you put a number there, it's like, oh, that's yeah. so young. So before this, she was, like, 13 like she was like very young so he was probably grooming her since like 12 or 13 yes okay yikes <clears throat> yeah so at this point she's only 15 um and the two of them are hitchhiking and they are picked up by the minister of a religious commune oh <laughs> that's where shit gets even more interesting in stoneberg texas called the house of prayer oh boy not to be confused with the house of scare in nope oh, i was gonna say international house of pancakes but oh i mean what's house of scare I don't know. It rhymes with prayer. <laughs> House of pancakes, I was thinking. <laughs> um, 
so again this minister thinks becky and henry are married couple like he doesn't question that right. they're not because they're acting like they're yeah together exactly so he lets them stay in a small apartment at the commune and uh henry starts being he starts working as a roofer and you know kind of paying back right having this apartment um but after a while becky starts to get homesick she's tired of the abuse she just wants to like go home Mm -hmm. so she tries to run away unfortunately um as it is with many abusive relationships when she tries to get away henry blows up and um, she's not able to escape and so henry murders her and um buries her body in the woods and now when kate rich this elderly woman that they had been taking care of before who kicked them out but was close with Becky. She hears about uh, Becky running away, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And so she starts asking questions and she starts calling Henry regularly and saying, I need more information. I need to know what happened to Becky. I need to know that she's okay. Like something's fishy. Tell me what's going on. Henry decides he's tired of her asking all these questions. So he offers to drive her to church one day. Okay. And he drives her into the woods he kills and her. There it is. He rapes her. And he buries her body as well shortly after he did the same to Becky. So Henry becomes a prime suspect in... So he got away with this, uh, with Becky. He was like, she just ran away, you know, and people right. believed it. But when Kate also goes missing, um, mm-hmm. he becomes a suspect. But authorities weren't sure how they could pin him down. So in June of 1983, Texas Ranger Phil Ryan had an idea, and he arrested Henry on charges of unlawful possession of a firearm, uh, knowing that he had a gun that he wasn't supposed to have. So it was like, right. especially back then in Texas, it wasn't like a huge thing, but like he knew that was the way to kind of got it pin him down so he could question him. So he um, charges him about this gun. Then he, while he's in jail, he they deny him cigarettes, coffee, and sheets, like bed sheets. Oh, Okay. Well deserved, I think. Currently, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not. I don't I feel. Mean, you can't refuse much to him, but <laughs> right. at least refuse that. I don't feel sad for him. Let's yeah. put it that way. I, I don't regret that you didn't have sheets or a cigarette or a cigarette. You'll be fine, right? So after only a couple days, Henry broke and began to confess. That's all it took. Four, <laughs> four days. Yeah. Four days without coffee. Got it. Coffee and <laughs> cigarettes, man. Think about addiction. Like yep. you gotta. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> my life without cigarettes no that's not what i meant um <laughs> without a bed and uh and coffee and though for sure co- right coffee would probably kill me yeah you're probably right <laughs> take four days without coffee for christine she'll tell you whatever you want <laughs> i would never last four days like that's a joke i heard that the first time they're like it didn't last long and i was like oh six hours and they were like four days <laughs> and i thought four fucking days this guy is sleeping this guy is made of clad iron steel seriously like no and think about cigarettes like you're addicted to cigarettes oh yeah cold turkey like that with no coffee or even a place to sleep like that's rough anyway so that actually is kind of interesting because it is pretty controversial not necessarily this situation but in general um because a lot of times when that tactic is used of like not letting people drink coffee or water or alcohol or whatever it is that they that they want or need um it garners false confessions and so it's like a very easy way to get people to say something you want them to say 
I saw that in an episode of Law and Order SVU one time. <laughs> I've seen it in an episode of Law and Order SVU 4,000 times, but, you well, know. Well, I saw it in that specific episode where Elliot Stabler wanted a, a uh-huh. confession out of someone, and so he, like, intentionally made the place a little hotter. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. I love and, it. And, like, denied him food and, like, like, ate oh. pizza in front of him. It was like, oh, are you hungry? Oh, this. why don't you just tell me who you killed? Oh, I love sautéed mushrooms. I love Elliot Stabler. I do, too. So... It was never the same post Elliot. I think sexuality across the board, Elliot Stabler is welcome in all of them. I would agree. Um, Anyway, so it is controversial again because a lot of times false confessions, that's how they happen. Yeah, uh I see. So either way, Henry Lee Lucas confessed to the murder of Kate Rich after four days of the deprivation and then confessed to killing Powell, uh, Becky. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it turns out so they got what they wanted out of him. Right. He confessed to Becky and Kate's death. Um, it turns out he really liked the attention that he was getting from police. Really? Really. And you got to remember that, like, his whole life, he has not gotten any attention. Like, he, he didn't right. get attention growing up. He didn't get love. Right. Right, 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 You know, anything like that. And so now he's suddenly, people are, he's the spot uh, in the spotlight. Sure. Um, and so he begins to confess to more murders that police had not prepared for we're not looking for mm-hmm. and are suddenly like wait what the fuck like he's right. just saying you know i killed all these people he confessed to so many murders that investigators started to think he was only doing it to get attention and improve his living conditions which um seems highly plausible but dozens of the confessions which was only a fraction of them mm-hmm. dozens of them they did treat as genuine okay. and thought like there's something to this and sure yeah he might be involved i mean i would prefer people take things too seriously Fair. than not seriously Fair. than say oh he's just he just wants attention he's just fibbing he just wants attention yeah he's just fibbing away uh he's telling a tale you know him yeah weaving a web and with his tails <laughs> and weaves and webs <laughs> You know, Henry. Guys, we're so tired. You know, we're Henry so and his, sleepy. We- his weaves and webs. <laughs> in November of 83, Henry was transferred to a jail in Williamson County, Texas, where he continued to confess to numerous additional unsolved murders. Of course. Um, and it was thought that Henry was involved in 28 of these murders. So there was a task force called the Lucas Task Force. Oh, my God. That was invented. You know you're intense when you've got your own task force looking uh-huh. for things you've done. Uh-huh. 28? Wow. Yes. Yes. That's more people than yours I've been alive. All right. Rub it in. Why don't you? Same for you. Almost. Oh, not Eva, though. Ooh. Almost. <laughs> Sorry, Eva. <laughs> Sorry, Eva. Didn't know that was going to turn into a slight, and it did. Em, nobody made it a slight but you. I <laughs> walked myself right into that. You turned it into your own weird. I just couldn't stop talking. It was. It just became like an endless spiral. It's just classic Em. Couldn't stop talking. I'm sorry, Eva. You look beautiful. <laughs> the matter with you i don't know i feel like i like called you old and i didn't you're not old you did and now eva really doesn't like you i can tell eva you're gonna quit i can tell just just go don't say anything uh, awkward <sighs> i can't handle the tension christine just talk i'd really just rather sit in this moment <laughs> <laughs> i'm so comfortable with myself all right i'm gonna keep talking he reportedly received preferential treatment uh rarely offered to convicts he was taken to restaurants and cafes he was rarely handcuffed he would be allowed to wander the police stations and jails at will he knew the codes for security doors what is wrong with this guy what is with this privilege uh, truly they would like buy him steaks and sh- pizza and shit because like he was like basically confessing to everything so they were like 
Oh. They were like just rewarding his good behavior yeah. and like ignoring all of his bad yes. behavior. Guess what? They cleared 238 cases because of his confession. So oh, wow. They were just taking all this in and like checking, 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 checking everything off and like saying, oh, here's another stake if you confess to more, basically. Oh, wow. So a lot of the conf- uh, confessions were very controversial and confusing because he was able to use read like cold reading tactics Uh much like those used by fake psychics so despite his alleged low iq henry was able to read the reactions of his interviewers and kind of change and alter his answers to make his confession seem more convincing and like line up with what they were looking for Mm -hmm. um so for example he correctly identified a victim in a group photo so they asked like which one's the victim and he said oh this one i recognize the glasses yeah and they were like amazed and saying like oh yeah he must have killed her he recognizes her but he was just like making good guesses based on like reading the room no so it turns out uh he had been shown a crime scene photo earlier and in the background on a table there was a pair of glasses and he recognized the glasses from the crime scene photo of this woman who had died and then in a group photo said oh yeah i recognize her by her glasses got it having seen them earlier so he would like take kind of like the show psych exactly like cold reading exactly so he would take um take these like clues and then build and even though people said he had a low iq like he was able to build this whole he just has his attention to detail and Mm -hmm. got it exactly so the most serious allegation against investigators so you know you got to think like what the hell are these investigators doing that they're like letting this right buy them um turns out they had let lucas they had let henry lucas read case files on all unsolved crimes oh my god so they gave him like the information of they like fed him answers yeah they gave him exactly they gave him like all this information on unsolved crimes which enabled him to come up with convincingly detailed confessions and it made it virtually impossible to determine if to determine if he had been telling the truth to the lucas task force oh my god uh about a large number of the murders so they like shot themselves in the foot yeah Okay. Yeah. So they were basically feeding him information that he was feeding back to them and they were taking it and running with it. Okay. So again, like so many guys like this, you know, Henry Lee Lucas was a pathological liar his whole life. So it's nearly impossible to trust anything coming out of his mouth, especially when a lot of it is basically him just taking information that he's getting from the police and then throwing it back in their faces. Right. So a journalist named Hugh Ainsworth uh, investigated Lucas's claims um, for articles that appeared in the Dallas Times Herald. And uh, Ainsworth calculated that Henry Lucas would have had to use his station wagon to cover 11,000 miles in one month if he had committed all of the crimes that police had attributed to him. Okay. I like that little piece of information. Isn't that interesting? That's cool. Yeah. They like went and tried to track down factually whether it was even possible. And that was a reporter? Yes. Yes. A a journalist. Yeah. And he uh, basically said he would in 30 days would have had to drive 11,000 miles across like the entire nation to like do all the things he said he did. Okay. So Um, that's how they kind of called his bullshit. Yeah. So that was one of he and multiple other reporters started like calling the police out at this point like this doesn't make any like, stop sense. feeding him steak yeah stop <laughs> feeding him steak and letting him wander around the give jail. him the steak stop giving him the pin number to all of the rooms yep <laughs> yes um he after this he remained convicted of 11 homicides and he had actually been sentenced to death for one 
which was of an unidentified woman who had been dubbed as orange socks because when she was found, all she was wearing was a pair of orange socks. Wow. Yeah. Um, and her body had been found in Williamson County, Texas on Halloween 97, or I'm sorry, 1979. Aw. Yeah. And even though, um, oh, that makes it worse with the it orange it, socks. Yeah. Because it was themed. Like I she even, thought she was going to go have fun. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. It's also always more sad when like, I think to me when someone dies on Halloween because someone might have stumbled across and thought it was a decoration. Like, right. Like, that's oh, like those that... urban legends of like Halloween decorations. You know how actually... like people have like the, the feet hanging out of their cars and stuff. I yeah. feel like someone just saw her orange socks and just thought that was like Aww. decor. Well, it was like in the woods or in something. a field on the side of the highway, but still. <laughs> I, okay. Fair. I don't know. I just always imagine there's like that one awkward person who might've already witnessed it and just overlooked no, it. No, you're right. Yeah. Because it's part, yeah, it's creepy. It's supposed to be a creepy day. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Oh, you know what? I just realized her body had been found on Halloween. I don't know when she had passed away, but still, the orange socks Halloween, sure. it still seems very, very yeah. telling. Um, And so he had been convicted of this because he had said, oh, uh, he had actually said, I knew she had a maxi pad in or like a, a tampon or something in when i raped her and then it turns out like she had had like toilet paper um as like a makeshift tampon which is why they were like oh he for sure did it but it turns out that on that same day he had been in jacksonville florida although her body had been found in texas so like there's it is literally impossible that he had committed the murder so they think he just somehow got this information from reading the fucking case file they gave him i mean like at this point how do you know what's like an authentic memory and what's like something he just and he's just like glancing on stuff and being like yeah i remember this thing that you know this detail and they were like amazing how would he know that i mean you gave him all the fucking files so basically yeah so he had been in florida so after he was literally convicted and sentenced to death for that and then it turns out he had been in a completely different state so um oh another part of that was i remember they showed him a picture of this woman orange socks is what they called her because her she was never identified by the way they they never found out who she was still to this day yeah so they had showed him a picture and the officer had covered up so she had been strangled and they didn't want him to know how she had died and so they covered up her neck oh okay yeah that one something happened to her neck i'm guessing it's like a fucking cold reading psychic exactly he said it's like turning from like cold reading to just common sense of like oh you're only censoring one part of her body completely. and you're asking me to guess where there's damage on her body completely mm-hmm. completely i was listening so to stupid. Cover uh, her whole body. the serial killers episode on this and they were and i was like why would they just cover her neck like okay i guess and then later they were like yeah it turns out he just saw them cover his neck and i was like okay i came up with that in my own while cleaning my kitchen like this guy who's trying to fabricate some story can obviously so yeah they just covered up her neck and he said apparently oh her she would have been strangled oh yeah oh i have this sense about it yeah motherfucker so after he confessed so he confessed during a hearing that the details in his confession came from the case file he was given and um, had been given to read in his own time. Uh, so after that, governor, then governor 98, George W. Bush commuted his sentence to life in prison and uh, took him off death row. Okay. Because he hadn't committed the crime. And so after the parole board said, like, we recommend taking him off death row, 
George W. Bush said, I agree. Took him off death row, which in Texas at the time especially was a big deal. Right. And one of the quotes was that Henry Lucas basically said, like, I applaud them for respecting the truth. And I was like, go fuck yourself. You confess to this, you sicko. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, So Henry Lucas's credibility is obviously damaged by this. Um, All of these things. So he initially admitted to having killed 60 people. Then he raised the number to 100. And then police were like, okay, we're on board with this. We got it. We'll take it. And then he confessed to killing 3,000 people. Okay. I, <laughs> did any of those cops hopefully not take him seriously? That is the point where they were like, uh-uh, guy. They're like, oh, now I get far. it. This is too much. Too far. Exactly. But also, like, I don't blame him for testing the waters of how far he could get away with it. It was because, working like, for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I well, would imagine. Well, if you think about it, he didn't probably kill. He didn't probably kill sixty people. He's no. like, let's make it a couple hundred, and they're like, yeah, we're still on board. Like, I will. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then it's like, uh, five hundred, six hundred. Oh my god, it's still working. Six hundred one. Exactly. So it, he he jumped it to three thousand. They were like, uh, uh-uh, that's too far. You know, two thousand nine hundred was was enough <laughs> for me, but those extra hundred, I'm I'm done with. You this. were ticking upward, and we were uh, <laughs> on board. Yeah, he crossed a line. He was quoted as saying, "Quote: I made the police look stupid." Yeah, okay, which well, he he kind of did. Though. He did, um, and like he did. Police eventually backtracked because obviously people were like haranguing them for like giving him case files and then backtracked not like totally fired every single one that was on that task force and rehired like oh competent people completely they were just like oh yeah no we didn't think that it was real they like tried to backtrack it was a little bit weird uh it seems like they didn't want to fess up to like oh no we are responsible definitely (laughs) gave him all these case files and then definitely believed he murdered and they cleared like 230 cases so amazing cold hard facts are they believed that he had like confessed to 230 plus crimes and they believed it so obviously they didn't like even figure in the fact that factor in the fact that like he couldn't have been in multiple states right and that they were giving him classified information so anyway they were getting a lot of shit for that so after so he confessed to, so he had upped the number to 3000 then like lowered it again and then at some point he um, recanted everything and said like, oh, I was not involved in any of these. I was just pressured into confessing, da 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 And then he became a born-again Christian. And after that, he confessed all over again. Okay. To all these things. And it's like, okay, he's a born-again Christian. He confesses all over again. He's still not responsible for all of these because right. factually it is impossible. Yeah. Physically, it's impossible. Physically, yeah, exactly. Like, there's just no way. Um, So it's just a little weird. He just clearly wants the attention, essentially. And he's a pathological liar, so he's just doing what he does best. Um, So it's unclear what the actual number of his death toll is. Some believe it's up to 40. Others believe it's only a few, like a handful, like four or five. But either way, he was a fucking terrible guy, and he did murder people, and he was a serial killer. And whatever the total, uh, basically his whole life can be summed up in one statement that he made uh, near the end of his life. He said, quote, killing someone is just like walking outdoors. If I wanted a victim, I'd just go and get one. And that was... And that's why I don't like being outdoors. (laughs) And that's why the outdoors are dangerous and terrible. (laughs) And you should lock your doors and stay inside. Jeez. Yeah. 
So on March 12, 2001, at 11 p.m., Lucas was found dead in his prison cell from heart failure at the age of 64. He was buried at Captain Joe Bird Cemetery in Huntsville, Texas, and his grave is unmarked due to vandalism and theft. And that is the story of Henry Lee Lucas. Wow. And he's a terrible, terrible man. He's also less terrible than he claims, though. Right. It's almost like... I mean, like, it's like, how bad oof. is bad, and how good is good, yeah. and how bad is good, and, and how good is bad. And what's sad, too, is that people were getting closure for their cases, like, of, of unsolved yeah, cases. Yeah, imagine being the families and friends yeah. that are like, finally, and then it's like, oh, never mind. Out of hundreds of cases, and he's saying, oh, it was me, and they're like, I finally understand what happened to my sister, or my daughter, or my brother, or whatever, and then... They were like, no, he was just full of shit and wanted to pretend like he did it. Like, how terrible! I is that? truly hope that things are not treated that way in in precincts anymore, or like in not precincts, but I guess in in prisons and like the justice system. I hope they've learned from this. Yeah, yeah, and at least uh, censor just, more than the neck. Totally. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and I and I also hope that like <laughs> technology helps somewhat. Like I feel like at yeah. least that can be part of. Mm -hmm. tracking tracking stuff and tracking people's movements and knowing that they were in a certain city at a certain time i don't know yeah i can only hope so um now that we're doing horoscopes okay uh as i mentioned um horror scopes horror scopes henry lee lucas was a virgo Mm -hmm. and we're actually in virgo season right now we are yes so i thought this is kind of fitting very virgo very virgo as i like to say virgolicious as M likes to say, <laughs> I'm not going to take credit for that one. <laughs> so I'm going to read uh, Henry Lee Lucas's horoscope. Okay. And here we go. There is no such thing as too late. Oh, uh, well, back to differ. <laughs> if you see that things aren't going the way you want them to, put a stop to the progress. Hmm. Even if you're not behind the wheel, you have every right to voice your opinion and suggest an alternate route. It also isn't a good idea to talk behind other people's backs today, Virgo. If you have an issue with someone in particular, bring it up to that person directly. (laughs) This isn't a good time to gossip. (laughs) Maintaining trust is extremely important right now. This attitude will open many doors for you. Believe that the more you love others, the more love will be returned to you. Oh, boy. Well... Never learned that lesson, did he? I wish he had heard that before. Before he did the (laughs) shit. Maybe that horoscope was all he needed. (laughs) I would have turned his life around. It's like those people (laughs) that fall in love with people in jail and they're like, I'm the missing ingredient. Yep. That will fix it. I'll change it. This psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So that is my horoscope for the day. Nice. Um I don't have one for uh, for anyone. I mean you don't have one. I mean it's never really my job. Yeah. I, I still feel like I like forgot to do homework. Or I appreciate that you feel guilty, unprepared Thanks. and guilty. But mm-hmm. well, you, I mean, that's the Gemini way. You don't need to, though. Well, all right. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to us. Um, if you made it this far, despite all of our speed bumps today, <laughs> that was a lot of dramatic things. That <laughs> a happened. lot of ups and downs on this roller coaster. <laughs> um, but if you, for some reason, want to continue your relationship with us, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon at ATWWD Podcast. Please donate. You do not realize how much that helps. You can also find us at our website, and that's why we drink.com. You can find our merch site, and that's why we drink.bigcartel.com. You can also find our email, and that's why we drink at gmail.com, where you can send in your personal true crime and listeners or true crime and paranormal stories because we put out a listeners episode at the first of every month. Um, we also 
Uh, we also do fan mail um, videos. So once a month, we record all of the packages we get that month. So if you would like to be a part of that and send us some goodies, you can at 1920 Hillhurst Ave, Los Angeles, California. Number oh, 265. Number 265, because I can never remember it. Los Angeles, California, 90027. And we also have some live shows coming up. Uh, keep keep uh, on our social media because we're going to re- release new dates soon, new tickets. New... Currently, the only show available is the Philadelphia one on November 7th. It's a low ticket alert, so please go get Check your tickets. Out. We have a lot of shows coming up all across the country, so stay tuned. Probably the biggest announcement we've ever said that just kind of slipped out, huh? What? I don't think we've ever said across the country, have we? I mean, we're in LA. We're going to. I know. We've just never. Se- I've never heard the sentence. It kind of took me by surprise. Oh, it it got me going. Anyway, um, yeah. So all across the country. Should we delete it or should we? Keep no, it? no, no. Oh, okay, yeah. It's it. It keeps, is keeps an alert. To be honest, it is literally all across the country. It's very wild, guys. So, um, thank you for everything that you do. It. I mean, because of you guys, we're able to actually do this cross country trip together. Tripping, it's tripping indeed. Tripping we're just out is tripping, what we're doing. Tripping all over ourselves. We don't know what's going on. Lord have mercy. So, um, that's all I have. Is that all you have? That's it. And that's why we drink. Peace. Feel like you got enough to do already? I do. That's why I use Ship Same Day Delivery to keep up with my busy life. They know the snacks I like down to the extra creamy in my peanut butter. I can get deliveries at home on set. Or even when I'm away on vacay. And my personal shopper, Amber, she's got my back. As in, she asks them to check the back if it's not on the shelf. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high.